Well, over the past few years, you may have heard of the term birth tourism. Now, birth tourism refers to non-resident women giving birth in a country outside of their own in order to obtain citizenship. In many cases, you've heard of Chinese, Russian, and Nigerian women coming to Canada to give birth, where when the child is born, their child automatically uh, gets Canadian citizenship. Well, the Richmond News this week published an article stating that the father of a child born in BC via birth tourism uh, is suing the doctors who delivered the baby and the so-called birth hotel, which uh, brought the family from China. Now, the paper reports the man, on behalf of his now four-year-old son, alleges doctors and Vancouver Coastal Health were negligent in the provision of medical care to the newborn and his mother at Richmond Hospital. Now, the lawsuit uh, does make references to complications at the time of the child's birth, and as a result of that negligence in 2018 that they allege, the child suffered brain damage, seizures, delayed growth and development, cerebral palsy, and cognitive impairment. Now, this latest news has many also asking, will birth tourism return in significant numbers now that travel restrictions uh, are being lifted around the world? Joining me now is a journalist who has covered this issue extensively over the past few years. Graham Wood is a reporter with Glacier Media, which publishes community newspapers throughout the Lower Mainland and BC. Graham, thank you for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me on, Jazz. Well, let's talk uh, about this uh, case... uh at the start here, I mean, your thoughts on it, that I guess this was inevitable in some ways, wasn't it, with the amount uh, and the growth of birth tourism? That, that was my thought. I mean, we have, you know, leading up to the pandemic, we've had thousands of uh, so-called birth tourists uh, in BC, particularly in Richmond. And, you know, um, unfortunately, births do go wrong. And we've we've got a situation here where, it's not quite clear um, whose fault it is, if it's anyone's fault. But we do. We, what we do know is that we have these maternity houses offering quasi gray area medical services. So um, I, I felt that this lawsuit was inevitable. Yeah. Uh, it, now, with COVID, what impact did COVID have on birth tourism in communities like Richmond? Oh, well, we saw a dramatic decrease in uh, uh, birth tourism numbers. And and by that, I mean uh, non-residents paying for births at Richmond Hospital. We saw in BC, we saw a drop uh, from 868 in 2019 to 194 in 2020 and only 110 in 2021 as uh, travel restrictions uh, came upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of a network of these birth houses, I mean, it, it, let's just say, let me want to walk our audience through what happens. So if you're a resident, in this case, let's say of China, uh, and you wish to uh, have, uh, number one, you, you want to have your child in Canada, the reason is why? What do you get out of it? Right. So uh, in North America and Canada and the United States, we have birth uh, birthright citizenship. So if you're born in Canada or America, you automatically get citizenship. In the Western world, we are unique in the sense uh, you don't have to have, neither parent has to have uh, citizenship for their child who's born here to get uh, a passport. So there's been other Western nations that have changed their laws. Australia is probably the most uh, uh, recent one. Um but what this does is this allows 
quite often wealthy or wealthier individuals, uh, families uh, from other nations. Uh, here it's uh, China and back east. Uh, we see there's a lot of uh, birth tourism from Russia and Nigeria. Um, and basically what they're doing is uh, they're, they're assuring their, their uh, child has uh, citizenship uh, of, of Canada. So they come here because of that birth tourism rule. I think it's grounded in a Latin mm-hmm. term, just soli, to be of the soil. Uh, okay, so you've decided you're going to do it because we have a certain law here in this country um, and some would argue we're going to take advantage of it. So be it. So right. they would then have to contact, let's say, let's, let's look at the medical side first, a doctor. Now that doctor obviously yep. would have to um, say, these are my patients, and correct me if I'm wrong, they're the ones who would actually make the appointment that these people are expected to give birth at this date. We would need the services of this hospital. Exactly. So uh, we know that doctors are, are, are setting themselves up here. Uh, they make quite a bit of money with, with these services. They set up uh, appointments with the hospital. It, just like we would, uh, just like any woman here would, would have a doctor and, uh, and uh, liaise with the, the hospital. Uh, they're they're uh, acquiring doctors here uh, for that purpose. Um, and so um, the question I would ask is, we don't know what they're paying those doctors, right? I mean, we have a set fee as citizens of British Columbia uh, where we paid the MSP. The, there's a schedule in regards to payments for a doctor for, uh, for a public health care system. But what they pay those doctors, do we know? I, I don't know for certain. Um that question that that that's a big question uh to be to be determined um for for certain mm-hmm. and then in regards to the birth the, and talk to me a little bit about these birthing homes how how do they work right so you have the doctor and then you have the birthing home so uh they work uh probably separate from one another so if you're wanting to give birth in canada you uh, would want to obtain a doctor here. Uh, they advertise their services, these uh, registered licensed doctors in BC. Um, and the next step is to find accommodation because you're a tourist. Um, so uh, what's come about in uh, Richmond in particular is uh, certainly houses, uh, just a regular house will be turned into a maternity, uh, uh, however you want to explain it, a maternity uh, house, a baby house uh, where they provide doula-like services, uh, I would describe, uh, you know, uh, they'll help you with your, their breastfeeding of the mother, you know, make sure that the mom's well taken care of, grocery shopping, so forth and so forth. So one of the things that the lawsuit, that the lawsuit uh, uh, kind of gets into is that perhaps these baby houses are offering um, services that maybe go be above and beyond what the expectations and certainly what uh, our medical system would would expect of, of uh, maybe just a short-term rental is what it is. Yeah. Now, Graham, we were talking about the the birth homes them, them, themselves, uh, and, and and this particular case. Have there been other um, cases, whether it be medical or financial, where things have not turned out well, either for the individuals in question that have come to this country or for our, for our healthcare system? There's been one case uh, that's being reported on uh, by myself. That is a uh, case where over $300,000 was billed uh, to a uh, birth tourist uh, who was unable to pay. And that ended up in a $1.2 million lawsuit uh, uh, that I believe has, I'll have to check if it's uh, 
still unresolved. But this uh, indicates some of the risks of birth tourism. The hospitals get can reap quite uh, a bit of money from these uh, uh, procedures, but uh, there are risks of uh, of uh, non-payments, especially when we get into the you know six figures um, when things go bad, and uh, just like this uh, lawsuit, uh, you know things have have gone bad bad before. When these individuals come to Canada uh, to uh, to give birth here. Do they come here on a, a tourist visa? Yeah, so the uh, based on the stats, uh, the stats are based on uh, paying individuals on tourist visas. So, so when I say that 500 uh, mothers have uh, paid to give birth at Richmond Hospital before the pandemic, they are on tourist visas. Now, uh, one would argue uh, this is a federal issue. Uh, why have the why is the federal government not clamped down on this? Because uh, this was an issue under the is an issue under the federal liberals presently. It was an issue under the federal conservatives when they were government as well. Why do you mm-hmm. think there has been a hesitation to clamp down on this? Uh, unlike, let's say, countries like Australia. Yeah, I would defer to uh, immigration experts on this who would say that it's uh, it's quite a bit of legwork, I would say, to to change such a a law. You know, it's um, you know, a lot of people will argue that's the cornerstone, it's the foundation of immigration in Canada. That uh, it's somehow noble uh, to grant citizenship. There's a lot of ideological um, ideological uh, thought behind it, um, bureaucratic. Uh, process, it would, it would be immensely difficult to change, according to immigration experts. And one could argue, uh, and I'm just sort of pitching pasta here, that mm-hmm. if somebody arrives on a tourist visa and they have a child here, that uh, you're not a tourist. You came here for other reasons. One, one would think even a simple law, federally, that says that if you come right. on, on, a, on a tourist visa and you have a child, well, that child does not get automatic <laughs> citizenship. Um, that alone, one would assume, um, would stop a lot of this. Uh, so far, nothing has yeah. happened. I, I'm curious. Uh, it appears to me the U.S. is starting to clamp down on this on this issue, uh, perhaps more than it, Canada. It, exactly, Jess. So, so it's important to understand that you know the vast majority of Canadians don't agree with this practice. Uh, you know, it's it's considered very abusive. The figures are very high. Uh, the vast majority, um, and you can see why. You know, it's sort of taking advantage. So. If you if you start at the very top, you could change the law. You can make it uh, that you, you're not a citizen. There, and then there's sort of a pyramid where you can go down in terms of how to clamp down on this. If you're not going to change the citizenship laws, you could perhaps change the, the laws at the borders in terms of uh, declarations. So uh, making it uh, perhaps more difficult if you are intending to come here just to give birth, you could make that illegal, um, that you can't just come here to give birth. So... What the U.S. has done, they've clamped down on these baby houses and these operators in California. They've, they've brought money laundering charges. They've brought fraud charges against these operators, um, all because uh, they caught them lying at the border. So it's not illegal to come here and give birth. It's illegal to lie in your declaration. So it, if there could be a workaround there, that could be a workaround. And... From the federal level, you get into the provincial level as well. Um, you could have provincial regulations around these baby houses that are, you know, providing these quasi-medical services. And even at the municipal level, you can have bylaws on short-term rentals. You can have bylaws uh, with a licensing regime for these uh, specific businesses so that they're a bit more out in the open. Certainly, the United States has cracked down on this uh, practice.
Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see the numbers, uh, you said over 800 in, in uh, 2019, do you see the numbers going back to that uh, high level uh, in the next year or two uh, as we move away from COVID? Right, yeah. So uh, immigration expert Andrew Griffith uh, is hypothesizing that Canada has lifted its restrictions. China has is is looking to restrict its restrict uh, looking to lift its restrictions, and if China does that, we can certainly attribute the vast majority of birth tourism to China, and um, we could, according to Griffiths, uh, see a uh, bounce back in this industry uh, within the next few years. And and you know we, you and I have talked a little bit about Richmond, but there have been plenty of stories of this occurring in Burnaby, uh, in Vancouver, uh, in hospitals in Toronto, in Calgary uh, as well. It is a growing trend nationally right. as well. Um, in the case of Richmond, I know you've covered this over the last few years. Are there residents who feel they've been pushed away, or they feel that uh, almost like local residents aren't able to get the hospital services they feel they should have, um, and being pushed aside by this birth tourism practice? Exactly. That's uh, that's an issue that's come up uh, frequently. Uh, the overburdened maternity ward in Richmond Hospital back in the you know three years ago uh, was causing diversions. Uh, you know, we've done stories about people being diverted to other hospitals because the maternity ward is so uh, jam packed, uh, including from you know you'd have a handful of uh, foreign mothers giving birth there. Um, and it's also important to note out that, um, according to the statistics, the length of stay for birth tourist mothers is actually quite lower than the length of stay on average of a local, of a, of a Canadian resident, um, which sort of indicates that perhaps these moms aren't getting the care that uh, they should be because of uh, financial factors. Um, and you know, we need to keep in mind that uh, the moms here, as much as, you know, people may think that uh, the uh, uh, Chinese citizens are taking advantage of us, um, um, it, you know, we have to think about the moms too and the health care that they're, they're receiving. And, and they're not putting an ideal situation as well, often because they're, they're sold a bill of goods from these baby houses um, that, that may not meet the expectations of them. Hmm. Well, it's a fascinating subject. I really appreciate your time today. We'll continue to focus on it. Uh, Thank you so much, and Merry Christmas to you. Thanks very much, Jazz. Merry Christmas.